Why is travel with your partner so important before you enter into a long-term relationship? Hey guys, he's Matt. And she's Molly. Welcome to the Out of Control Podcast. Where we give you permission to live live an an out-of-control life. That's not always easy. And that's why there's lots to talk about. We're excited to be with you. You're going to turn off the other two microphones and make this thing happen. Uh, first of all, we want to thank everybody who's been downloading and listening. Um, we are this is this podcast is a little bit further down the road, but um, so far we just have the first two podcasts out, and they already have 65 people that have downloaded. So we're Yay. pretty excited about that, um, and uh, we think this thing can grow. So if you know anybody that would be liking this, just hit that little you know arrow or airplane paper airplane share button, it. share it. Share it with your friends. Uh, we, we appreciate and it. And review it. Yeah. And let us know. Review it. And when you review it, we'll actually, um, we are putting together a program. And the first, let's just do this. The first three people to review are going to get uh, free access to the program. Yeah. So we'll, it'll take us a little bit to get that together, but we'll let you know about that. We'll give you free access to it. And we'll share your review online or on 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 the podcast. So thank you for that. We also have some more stuff we're putting together that we want to bring value. Um, it's, it's getting some good feedback. I had a buddy of mine the other day said he shared this with his daughter who's in college, which I thought, Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I that, saw that on your Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, really appreciate um, him for doing that. And uh, all of y'all that are talking about this, sharing this, talking, uh, sharing in the conversation with us. And we're working on getting Instagram figured out where we could maybe, you know, pull and and communicate with you and create a little bit more connection with you that are listening. So, uh, but for the right now, thank our you. Instagram is streaming at Stream and Freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. So our Instagram is at Stream and Freedom. We also have uh, actually. I'm going to save that for my interesting fact. Well, let's move right into it. Wow, you're like all over the place. <laughs> well, it's time for an interesting fact. <laughs> okay. All right. Actually, I have a little sound for that. Boom! It's interesting fact time. Wow, you fancy. <laughs> All right. So the interesting fact for me is that I actually uh, make money doing TikToks of my wife um, sharing hard truths with her and um, having her. I, <laughs> no, it, it's like you surprise record me. Yes. It, so, guys, I don't always look good. It's not always a flattering angle. Like I do never, I don't ever get offended. Like, no, you're not it's offended. All in, it's all a joke. Yeah. yeah. But uh, six months ago or so? No. No, no, How no. How long ago did it start? Oh. Yeah, it was like six months ago. No. No, no, no. It was like last... Yeah. Summertime. Long. Okay. Summertime in summertime last year. So almost a year. No, not quite a year. Okay, um, we're, I'm going to... I got to look up this. Okay. Seven. It was like July. Anyway, so... <laughs> I don't know why we're arguing with you guys while you're listening to us about what date it was, but real, real life. we'll keep moving. Um, but the point is I turned on the camera and recorded Molly um, as my a, reaction, your to reaction you. to a comedian yes. that was pretty funny. And um, somehow it like went totally viral and hit, I think it's hit like 1.7 million views now. And each TikTok is me being genuinely annoyed I'm surprised that there is a phone camera in my face. So I can't do them like, like people are like, you should TikTok every day, like three times a day. I'm like, well, 
that won't be a surprise. I have to like, I have to really, sometimes I intentionally don't do it for a few days and then catch her. So someone said I look genuinely annoyed every time and it is true. Yeah. You start out pretty act. genuinely annoyed that I'm interrupting I don't your like, time. I don't, I'm a private person. Yeah. But if you like to laugh, come join us over there on TikTok. That's pretty fun. Some of you may be coming here from TikTok because we're about that's, to do a TikTok. That's at Stream and Freedom. That's also, yeah, TikTok at Stream and Freedom. So uh, that's my interesting fact for today. And uh, what was yours? My interesting fact is... About yourself. Um, I'm saying goodbye to the red hair. Mm. I should have been born a redhead. Obviously, that did not happen. And so the last few years I have um, been a redhead. Mm-hmm. A good, good red. All different shades. Yeah. And I am just, I got tired of going every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so now my real hair color's growing in. Yeah. It's going to be salt and pepper. Yeah. I'm naturally brunette, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'll be 39 next month. Yeah. I'm just going to embrace those grays. Yeah. You are embracing. <laughs> so, uh, which I, I mean, I, I think you look beautiful either way so i'm I'm glad that you're uh trying something new so i, I just took that hair money and started spending yeah on, on nails, nails. <laughs> i noticed that i was thinking that today i was like she's like she sold me on this well if i don't if i do this i don't need to. and then all of a sudden like every month wait and there's but another wait, appointment for the me. last hair appointment for coloring yeah. i had was last july yeah and i just recently started getting my nails done four this months year. ago yeah <laughs> did you guys hear that no this i'm this just year. kidding gosh <laughs> This year, you got a solid six months of okay, maybe, savings. Maybe, maybe three. All right. Anyways, because uh, you still you did still get your hair cut. Yeah, but I get it cut. Yeah. You know, not very often. All right. They don't want to hear about. <laughs> maybe they do. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, your hair thing is awesome. Like, it, I think it, I think it's a challenging thing for um, that women face. I think some men do. I just don't care. I think it's always been. Uh, culturally acceptable for men to age like mm-hmm. men age they get better looking with age and mm-hmm. I think women in our society naturally get picked apart mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a sad way yeah. and so I think a lot more women are like well no like I'm going to age how I want to and if you don't want gray hair that's fine sure I, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone like um, choosing to to, I always said I'd color my hair. I don't hair know. Hair color it, to me is a little, <laughs> a little bit different than some other things. Um, but, but you know, hair color to me is more just like a, a, a style preference more than a like necessarily always an age thing. But yeah, but I, I mean, I can appreciate women that choose to dye their hair till they're eighty, and if they want to do that, it's fine. But for you, you're you're embracing. You wanted to try yeah. being natural with your hair, and it, part of it's your health. You like the healthiness of your hair. Yeah, I mean, my hair is pretty healthy, even when I. Mm-hmm. got a color all the time and it was bleached because I wanted to be like a fiery ginger Yes, and I have dark hair. So, yeah. but anyways, we're going to talk about travel today. Yes. And a partner. So, yeah. so let's, we did not discuss where we're going to go first with this, but I think part of what we wanted to talk about was when you're starting a relationship. So when you're starting a relationship, someone, um, one, of, this is one of the things that we felt like, we would encourage our boys to do before they entered a long-term relationship. Now, we come from a culture where it was sort of encouraged to like get married very quickly. 
part of that was because of the purity culture that that we grew up in and so it was like you know you wanted to get married quickly so you could have sex but um but you know but the reality but also is also families were important and i still yeah. feel like i you know, i don't have any regrets no i love that i'm still going to feel young mm-hmm. and be young when my kids are out of the house like mm-hmm. we got married when you were 19 and i was 24 four. um so yeah, I was pretty young. We knew a little bit about each other, but we very, very did not know very much about each other. Very little. Very little about each other. Um, one day we'll tell our story on here, but that's not today. So, uh, but also as we've been thinking and just looking at other relationships around us, you know, other people that we see in getting married, whether it's after a divorce or 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 entering into relationships we just, this is one of the things that we had the great experience probably one of the most one of the valuable things i don't want to say the most valuable definitely one of the valuable things in our relationship was the time we spent traveling in the rv i would say it's one of my top five probably most impactful yeah for me and not impactful because it was all like cupcakes and ding dongs no i i feel like it changed changed the trajectory of my mm-hmm um, my life, like the inner work and stuff that I've, yeah, well, that it kind of broke me open and and part of the reason why is because of some of some of the crazy stories that happened when we were traveling. So so I'll paint the picture a little bit and then you can tell the story. Okay. So we can tell the story together, or we can tell the story together. So uh, in 2016, yes, we were building a house. Well, I think we we started looking at building a house late 2015. Okay. We had some good things going on business-wise. We felt really good, and we were going to build. I don't want to say it was like the house of our dreams, but think, it would yeah. have been a house that would have been. I think we would have stayed in it till our kids were out of the house. Likely, yeah. Most likely. Pretty big, huge Semi-custom. backyard. We were room to put a pool in later on. You know, all that stuff, all, all that stuff. Uh, it was actually one of the few, it was a half acre lot and it was hard to find a half acre lot in that county. Yeah. So, so it would have been, would have been a great property. We're, we're building the house and the house is not done before we have to move out of the house that we're living in. Which and, was a rental. Yeah. So we are like, okay, what are we going to do? I, I knew what we were going to do. And Molly had an idea and I thought she was crazy. She's like, whoa. But it was a, it was a dream. It was mine. a dream because a few years earlier, we were in Utah and we were driving by this place that sold Airstreams. And so we were like, oh, let's go for fun. We were broke at the time and, you know, just thought, oh, that'd be fun to go look. So we went and looked at them and Molly's like, oh, this would be so fun to have an Airstream on it. Now, if you don't know what an Airstream is, Google it, right? It's a big silver bubble Bullet. trailer. But they're really cool. They're they're retro looking. The retro, if you like the retro, they're cool. Insanely overpriced. Uh, very expensive for, for the size. Yeah, for what, what you get. get. But um, but, but they a, have a good reputation. Yeah, it was a dream of mine. Like yeah. I knew one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Matthew McConaughey hangs out I, in his a lot. So I didn't know, you know one day cool. that we were gonna actually live in it full time, but I knew one day we were gonna have one. Yeah, because we wrote we like to road trip. So that was probably three or four years earlier in this. And so for her birthday, um, April 2016, I bought Molly a Airstream trailer. And it was their biggest one that their they offered one. at the 30 time. 30-footer 30 classic, foot, yeah. I think, is what it was called. And so it had a bunk in the back so we could sleep the whole family in it. Yeah. So room for five. And we decided we were going to move into it. And travel 
through the summer until our house was done being built. And that was not going to be an issue because Matt was a business owner and could work from wherever. He would still need to travel on occasion. And I already homeschooled the kids. Yeah. So we kind of are, we're already set up for that lifestyle. We thought. In a way. <laughs> what we had no clue was all the unknowns that happened. Uh, so this was the beginning of our journey. So May, we moved out of the house. And I remember the second night, the second night, the air conditioning went out in the middle of the night. One and we're in Texas still. We hadn't left Texas. Yeah. It's yeah. bloody hot in oh, the summer. It's humid. Yeah. Craziness. Oh. But that's not the story. That's we're not gonna, the story we're going to tell. Though. We have a lot of stories. Yeah. Some of them can be seen on our YouTube channel, Stream and Freedom. Yes. Which has not been active. We are thinking about reactivating it with the podcast. Uh, so this story in particular was when we were still on the Airstream. Mm -hmm. It was after our, we already decided to... Um, just preface it, we ended up backing out of the house and decided to travel full-time. So this is after we had already deci decided to travel full-time. No, it no? isn't. No. Mm. Yeah, because no, we, we bought the bus when we decided to travel full-time. And this no. was still in the Airstream. No, we were still in the Airstream. Okay. Because we were in the Airstream over the summer in Oh, Utah. actually, no, this is the week This is the week we decided. Because we decided in... Uh, Utah. In Estes Park. No, we decided. Yeah, we were in Estes Park at dinner, at lunch, at the place. And you were like, I think I, I think we should just back out of the house. And then that's when I called him okay. from Estes Park. Okay. Um, that, yeah, okay. I have those distinct details. You, okay, so we're I'll, pulling into... I'll let you have okay. that. Okay. So, so we're driving up to Estes Park. So yeah, going into Estes Park, since you have driven it many times, you can describe the drive. Yeah. So Besides we, gorgeous views. It is gorgeous, but you have to drive through this canyon to get up to it and it is windy back it, and forth and back and forth so we've got this airstream loaded to the hilt i mean it's got everything we need to live you know you've got um all of your you know cooking supplies all your plates and, and everything you've got all of your food you've got all your condiments you've got you know all of your salt your sugars your everything everything your in clothes. this thing yeah yep yep toiletries everything so we're already, I mean, we live out of this thing. We've been living out of this thing for a couple months at this point. Yeah. And we we drive up this windy road and then we get it's in this dark. park. It's, it's night. Nighttime. We are notorious for leaving late and arriving late <laughs> yes. at our campground. At our campgrounds. Always. So we get there, it's dark outside and it's a it's a super tight Wow, park. yeah. Remember that? Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. You are a master. Yeah. So trying to drive with a big trailer and a big old truck. I had a big old jacked up 2500 series Ram, which I loved. It was my it dream was called truck. the Beast and the Airstream is called Beauty. So it was Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So we go and and we're exhausted. It's 1030 at night or something like that. We got three kids. We, you know, we've been singing and doing our thing, but we're tired. We're ready to, to go to sleep. And, and we're pretty good at getting it set up and getting the kids in bed yeah. pretty quickly. We... Yeah. By this time, we kind of had a little bit of a rhythm down. Yeah. So so we get all backed in after, you know, the the little bit of effort that it was more than normal because of the tight fit. We get backed in, get the, I'm starting to unhook the airstream from the truck. So I go in and unlock the door and I walk in and I am just like, it was like a punch to the gut. Because <laughs> I'm, guys, remember, I'm type A. I've got it, got everything planned. It's so organized. Like it makes living in a small space really easy. Mm -hmm. And the universe that night was like, oh, Molly, Molly, Molly. <laughs> 
I'm going to give you this growing opportunity. <laughs> and this was one of those ones that I don't think I handled super well. Uh, it was a harder night in our relationship. <laughs> it was at the beginning of my growth. Uh, so I opened the door and we had these two big black tubs that we put in the walkway that we would pull out and kind of lock onto our Airstream. They would sit outside the Airstream that had like scooters and just okay. miscellaneous stuff that mm -hmm. didn't have a place. So I walk in and uh, one of the cabinet doors, cabinet cupboard doors had come open. Mm -hmm. And one of the drawers that had like all the dishes or utensils in it had come open and the drawer, the drawer was half broken so there was dishes on the floor and out of the cupboard fell not only the butter dish, <laughs> but the sugar jar Oh my! and proceeded. And because we're like going back and forth on these switchbacks, the uh, butter has been nicely coated <laughs> to the floor, to the walls, to the cupboard doors. And then... The universe is like, let me have some sugar and just sprinkle it all on top. Make this a sweet experience for everyone. Um, so I open it and, and I survey it all mm -hmm. in like one second. Mm -hmm. And I turn around and I probably come to you just like. You started bawling immediately. Yeah. But you're not. Okay. No, I'm. I'm getting better. No, you're not like this anymore. I don't think at all. Really. Um, I'm not like a. Oh, I'm going to lean into you and you can love me and I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry and also be mad mm -hmm. and uh, be like standoffish all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I just remember probably saying something like the kids have to stay in the truck or they can't come in the airstream like because everything's in close proximity. And so they can't get to the bathroom. They can't get to their beds. They can't mm -hmm. put their pajamas on yeah. or anything. Yeah. Because it's literally jammed up the walkway, yeah. you know, the tiny bit of walkway we have. Right. And I'm like, and when there's a mess, I really do just want to be by myself and I just want to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And you hate the world. Yeah. And I hate the world. <laughs> and anyone that's trying to be in the world around me. <laughs> I don't send off really loving vibes. I'm, I've, you do tend to blame a little bit in the, are you, yeah, you used to blame I a little bit to. in those situations. Like it was my fault that I had taken the roads too fast. It feels or better to lock, blame someone. Yeah. That it was, it was my fault that it, so, so it wasn't just that it, this it couldn't was have been my fault that yeah. I maybe overpacked something right. and made it too heavy. Yeah. And then it, the magnets no. or whatever failed or mm -hmm. could have been manufacturing. So it, how long did it take? Like two and a half hours? A long time. It was a really long time and it was late. And I'm tired and cleaning up butter and sugar. That's, that's hard. Yeah. Well, and you have like <laughs> limited supply. Like it's, you don't have like unlimited like towels and, and, and cleaning, cleaning stuff, supplies just... and stuff. Oh, yeah. and then we, and then we're left with like broken, a broken drawer and, mm -hmm. and these things don't latch anymore. So not only do we have to yeah. clean up, then we have to figure out. So when we leave this park mm -hmm. we have to figure out how to secure something that's not secured anymore yeah which i spent a lot of time like back at the hardware store figuring some solutions out, which we did and, start to figure out like yeah. we, we ended up making it where this would never happen again yeah so but it was it was a disaster yeah 
It, it was, was, it was just, a really hard moment. It was. And I was, and you were like, we don't have to travel. And I'm like, we are traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, giving up. Here's one thing about me. I don't like to give up. No, you are not a giver upper. I will dig in my heels and figure it out. Yeah. Everybody around you may suffer and you're not giver. <laughs> but by golly, I will figure it out. No, we and we have grown way, way beyond this moment. But I really feel like stuff, the traveling is yeah. what broke me open yeah. and compelled me yeah. to do some inner work that I hadn't been willing to look at. It was almost then. like the frequency of chaos and and challenge. Um well, I didn't have my certainty bubble anymore Yeah. in regards to, you know, it's harder to create a rhythm mm-hmm. when there's so much change all the time. It yeah. can be done. I think we eventually found yeah, it. Yeah, we found like a decent, like we found, we found like a minimalistic rhythm. Yeah. Like what's the minimal rhythm that would well, still create Well, there was a ritual. Certainty? Every time you pull into an RV yeah. park, you do yeah. this, this, and this, and every time you leave. Yeah. and yeah. But that comes with time yeah. and consistency and that wasn't there because we were at the beginnings of this journey yeah that was an out of control moment that was sure. so frustrating well and i think i think it, it like you say it's kind of it was one of the moments in our relationship that there was some others before that but but that was one of those moments in our relationship where where it's like we've got to learn how to be better at handling really, really tough things with each other. I had to learn how to sit with you in your hard spaces um, in a way. I tended to be a guy who's like, oh, everything's fine. It's going to be You're okay. We're going to eternally like... optimistic, yeah. and it annoyed me because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm realistic yeah, with a slight bit of pessimism. Just a slight. <laughs> Once again, this is this you you. That's why I think when we talked a couple, maybe the last podcast were about how your changes the last couple years, they've been pretty dramatic. I think. Well, I, it all started with the traveling, and then it's mm-hmm. just kind of propelled me forward. Yeah. And yeah. So this la- that, that, so this has been year. six years now. So this last six years, compared to our first six years, has been night and day. Oh yeah. So this is our point is that traveling we think is a really cool opportunity when you're in a relationship to see the true colors of your partner. Yeah. Now I don't know how this relates very well because I don't know what I would have done if I had seen this before we were married. (laughs) Guys, I don't know if we'd be married. I think everything happens for a reason and we're married. Well, we, we are, we are two very committed people. Um, Loyalty, I think, is significant in both of our minds. Um, I think there's probably been moments that we've stayed together out of fear of the alternative. And then there are moments where we've stayed together out of loyalty or out of hope or possibility. And now we stay together because we just love each other. Oh, is that why? A whole bunch. Yeah, no, I think, that, yeah, we, we, we've chose, well, it's like we've said, we, before we choose each other each day, Yeah, our marriage is, is not about the future and it's not about the past. It's about yeah. what is life today. We, we both have, I think, a pretty intense hope that we grow old together. Um, I mean, that's what I would want at, yeah. right, right at this moment. Yeah. And that's what I would want too. But I also would, would never want to, I, I want both 
I want you to feel the freedom to live your life fully. And if I, and if, if your happiness was not complete with me, then I would want you to have happiness over the obligation of me. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I know that sounds we're not weird married in out today's of, Well, world. we're not married out of obligation. Right. Or because divorce isn't an option. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, it's, I think, what we're saying. It, yeah. Right. And yeah. so that, that, that puts on us. So how does that relate to unconditional love? Because people say, well, I just want to be unconditionally loved. I want someone to love me unconditionally. I want them to always choose me and never, you know, no matter what I do. Why, why is this way? Well, I think there has to be an like um, almost an accepting mm-hmm. of the person mm-hmm. that you're with. And I think in that, I think when you feel loved as is, mm-hmm. um, it can stir a desire in you to want to grow and be better. Like how can I show up mm-hmm. for myself and for my partner right? better tomorrow and the next day? Mm-hmm. How can I, now I look at it as, you know, how can I, I want to be the person that you want to choose to be with. Yeah. It's a big, that's a big deal right there. Like, I think for us moving from a sort of we're hitched. So you better be like obligatory. Yeah. You, you better live up to this. I don't know that we were that dramatic, but there's sort of an undertone of that. But I remember in our early years when it was Mm -hmm. hard, Mm -hmm. more hard than not hard. Right. And there was a, a sense of feeling like, like you just, you have to like have the good and the bad. Okay. So this is what you get. Like, just deal with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that for me. And, and but I think there, there was always a, there was a friction that existed. Like yeah. you didn't want that part of me. And right. so that made me want to show that part of me even more. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a sort of interesting thing that when we feel any sort of rejection in ourselves from another, it, it it almost defiantly creates in us the desire to like show that even more to see, can they really handle that? But I think it it starts with yourself. So when Mm -hmm. you reject those parts of yourself, Mm -hmm. even, you know, most of the time it's done subconsciously, Mm -hmm. you find a partner that equally rejects what you already reject in yourself. It just perpetuates the story that you already believe. I mean, we've, I don't know if we've mentioned on here before, but you know, life is a mirror. Yeah. And your partner's a mirror. Which is fascinating with as different as we are. And your kids. The, the, yeah, your kids are definitely a mirror. <laughs> yeah, the, But your partner's a mirror. And, and even though they may be quite different from you, like it's, it's the things you're frustrated most about them are often telling you about a truth in yourself that you're struggling to accept or a, or a journey that you're needing to go on is what yeah. I've found. Yeah. Um, but travel kind of presents opportunities of chaos mm-hmm. and uncertainty and the unknown mm-hmm. and it puts you in it mm-hmm. and it allows you to see how your partner <laughs> survives or thrives. Yeah. How do they handle <laughs> the, the things that don't go as right. planned? Can you, can you laugh about it? Yeah. Um, how quick are they to laugh? Or do you get pissed off really easily? Yeah. How quick are they to be accountable for their part? Yeah. I think that's, I, one of our therapists said that the most important trait in a in a spouse is their capacity for ownership, and I I think that is so true. I think we both struggled with that. No, hundred percent. Terribly. I know I did. I know I I 
100. I mean, I still have a natural inkling. I mean, a lot of it's joking, but I noticed that some of my, I'm like, wow, that's so, like, is even my joking, um, should I be more aware of that? I, I think there's a part of me that's always been okay with owning that I might struggle at something, but I think in my early years of our marriage, it was, I own it and deal with it. Now I feel like I've yeah. gotten to a place where I own it and okay, let me work on this. Yeah, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so like I'll deal with it. Let me do some. I've never heard you say this before. So this is that. That's what I felt. So why 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 do people feel that? Why do they feel? But I think it goes back to rejection. Mm-hmm. I I hated that part of me that mm-hmm. snapped easily, that got frustrated really fast, mm-hmm. that would be critical and criticize you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't like those. I didn't like those parts of me and I can look back and I, um, I don't get down on myself. I think I have a deep sorrow that you have that took the full force of <laughs> me growing through that, <laughs> yeah. which if you get married young, I think, yeah. It's kind of what happens. Your yeah. your partner kind of is at the mercy of you going through some of those really big growing pains. Yeah. And they're not well-tooled. Like I, oh, I, no. I didn't have the tools to know how to handle that. And I remember, I remember trying like everything. I felt like I was trying everything. And like I was trying, I would try to like appease you. Like, okay, oh, what do you need? Like, right. And then that didn't work. Like that, that's like not masculine and doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't. Instead of focusing on you and doing the work that yeah. you needed to do. Yeah. Which would end up when we did our own work, it complemented. Yeah. I tried, I tried being like angry and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just make this so painful for her to make my life painful. Over, you overfunctioned. Yeah. I did overfunctioning big time. Yeah. And, and. What 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 was interesting was in the end I couldn't see. Um, after trying everything, I still couldn't see how um, there was a part of me that was actually sort of um, I don't even like the word I don't know if the word is enable, but it was it was sort of em- emboldening that in you because as as I got weaker and weaker, I felt more, less and less able to find a solution, I felt less and less secure with myself. And so then I would show up with this sort of superiority. Like I would show up with like this false sense of self that then became even more sort of. Finn uh, Lason, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Finn Lason Fife. Yeah. Was like a, one of our pivotal moments. I felt like in our yeah. marriage. Yeah. We've had quite a few. <laughs> We've had, yeah, we've needed a quite, quite a few things. It's like, especially me. Cause I'm, I mean, I am so, I, I study a lot. I grow a lot. I learn a lot. And so with all that, you get someone who. The fact that we're doing a podcast like this together uh-huh. is amazing. Well, cause when we first got married, like to sit down and just talk about a topic together, I like discussing things. And I came from a family where we would like read, we, we would use scripture. That was our thing to study, but, but whether it was anything we, you'd study it and then you'd discuss like what you learned from it and 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 when i started to bring that to our relationship i felt like i was being taught and so it was like this one up like you're better you know more even if that wasn't your intention that's what i took from it but i couldn't see how i was doing that yeah i couldn't see the superiority complex that i had i couldn't see my sort of savior complex that i had the desire to like 
you know, save you. And some some of my saber combat probably was good because that's probably why part of the reason why I say I stayed in the really hard moments is like, oh, I got I got to save her. I got to I got to stick around and and yeah. figure this out. So I, I, I you know a lot of our strengths can also turn. But into, guess what, guys? I saved myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was well. This so okay. So one of the really really great moments was I was reading. Um, from uh, Milton Erickson. And I think for a lot of our years, like I'd be like, I was always like, I'd read the book and then I'd be like, are you, would you be willing to read the, and sometimes you would and sometimes you wouldn't. And, um, and gradually you would read, you would want to do less and less. It felt more and more like a, and I, so I would do all this stuff and I was like trying to get you to do stuff. And, and there was, and, and I would try to like, oh, what about this? Or would you want to do that? I remember trying to get you to do the relationship course with Tony Robbins, which I still don't think we've ever done. But <laughs> we've done a lot of other <laughs> we things. We did other things, but, um, and you would be like, oh, sure. And then like, we interrupt it like 15 minutes in with some other idea you had. So. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I remember that. Yeah. Like in dri- our, driving. In our first house in Savannah. Yeah. 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 So, um, what 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 happened was I was listening to this book by Milton Erickson. Milton Erickson was one of the original kind of hypnotherapy guys, and he would have people do like the weirdest stuff. And um, I think the book is um, uh, I my voice will go with you is I think the name of the book. And 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 there's a lot of good concepts in the book and talking about therapies. And I've studied a ton about psychology and therapy, although I've never been a I'm not a licensed psychotherapist or anything. Or, but I, I'm fascinated by how the mind. Maybe works. in another life you were. <laughs> Maybe in another life. So um, I remember listening to this book, and it was while we were traveling. It was okay. I was I was we were, I remember I was in the bus driving, and all of a sudden I and I was just asking myself like why would anybody even do this thing? Like why would they follow his instructions that are so like one of his things that I thought was pretty it was funny right like he's like okay if your wife starts to get mad at you and she starts to like be rude just start taking your clothes off and and i was like who would even do that like that's so great like but this is a great idea right it's i like, probably gave you a lot of opportunities i know i that. should i would be a stripper like i would have been a stripper you would have been naked all the time <laughs> i should so if you do it in public like obviously if she if you've done it at home and then you start doing it in public like she's gonna be like like how far are you gonna take this right so but the point is that it creates a pattern interrupt anyways right the, uh, so I understand the concept, but what was interesting to me was there's this moment where I was listening to him and I was kind of thinking, well, why is it that they, they are willing to do these things that he encourages? And, and, and all of a sudden it came to me, it was because they gave him the influence. And I learned something about influence that I'd never understood before, which was that influence cannot be taken. It can only be given. So to be influential is to be, to create the space for others to give you influence. Right, I give you the opportunity to influence me. And so the problem was, as I was trying to take the take influence from, like I was trying to get you to let me be influential yeah. in your life, I wanted to be your therapist, or I wanted to, I just wanted to help, I just wanted you to be happy, right? Yeah. And and I think it can't, I was a positive intent on my part, but I had no tools and no way to do that it. That was a constant conversation. Right. And about so, happiness. Yeah, yeah. And so, what what happened is there was this moment where I was like, oh, I don't have the influence over her. I don't have the ability to influence to you influence because you I haven't because given you, you haven't that. given me yeah. that. And so then I was like, well, what if I can't influence her? What can I do? And what I what I realized was that all that I could really do is create space. 
for you to choose. And then I had to choose. Now, we didn't learn boundaries, really, what boundaries were until later yeah, on. A couple but, more years. Yeah, it, yeah, probably three or four more years. But but I did start to learn how to create space for you. And and that became, to me, a critical turning point for us. Was, was uh, and, and to me, I couldn't figure out the difference between creating space and just being resigned, right? Mm -hmm. To me, originally, it felt like anything other than trying to work on this yeah. was being resigned to I guess you're just not a happy person well I remember when we were traveling that's when mm -hmm. we still it was in the airstream still mm -hmm. and we were like at a really hard yeah spot mm -hmm. and I was like I want to get a life coach yeah and the best thing you let me do or the best thing you did was to let me find my life coach myself yeah yeah because I'm a researcher and so most things in life, if she's like, hey, I'm going to spend a significant amount of money on this and I want to do it. And I, I would be like, oh, OK, well, tell me a little bit about it. You Let me do some, some of my own back. research. Yeah. Let me go. And I, I did. I, yeah, that is interesting. I think why you I didn't do tried to start and I was like, no, this this has to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I did ask you, well, what's her background? Mm -hmm. What? Why do you want to hire her? And she and, and I think you, yeah, her Nat name was Natalie Norton. Natalie she's got Norton. a podcast. She's actually getting back into life coaching. Oh, is she now? Yeah. Okay. Check out her Instagram. What's her podcast? Do you remember? Is she still doing that? She had a little bit she of, had she had some things going on with life. She had a podcast. I don't remember, but look her up on Instagram. Anyway, she's great. We love her. And her husband, R Richie Norton, has a podcast, which is amazing. But I remember, Maybe we'll you, have ask, on ours I remember you asking me um, why I wanted to choose her. And I, I couldn't give you all the reasons that yeah. you would typically look for. I just said, this just feels right. Yeah. 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 And so, so if you're struggling with your spouse and you feel like maybe you're the one really in the growth mindset and they're struggling to get there, maybe what there is, is to sit in, how can I create space for them? Yeah. How can I trust them more back to our conversation about kids, right? Yeah. Like, does your spouse yeah, feel like I, you trust if, them? If I think back, I probably, if I'm going to answer honestly, mm -hmm. don't feel like you trusted me yeah. a whole lot. It's probably fair. It's probably fair. I did. I probably wouldn't have trusted your judgment with handling difficult things. That's true, right? So exercising a, a little bit more trust than than is easy for you is a, is a powerful thing in that relationship. And traveling for us was something that now we're not saying that every couple should go travel on the road for two and a half years. No, in an you RV. might not make it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna be honest. Yeah, it's it was fun. It was fun. Um, and we'll tell you more of those stories as we go along. Well, we have a lot. We have a lot. Yeah, we'll save the really good one for. Oh man, I've got some really special good time. That one will probably be a podcast just in of itself, but uh, but yeah, yeah because but you'll it's... tell that story in that one, and Matt can really tell a story. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap up for today. Hopefully, this gives you something to think about as you uh, are entering into relationships or looking at your own relationships. How do you travel together? And do you are you encouraging? Are you accountable? Do you laugh? Through the challenges, can we you actually have quite a few trips planned this year. We do. We're going to get a lot and of I'm exercise. I'm really excited about May now. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a really good TikTok for you about traveling that I will be surprising you with soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't say I will look forward to that because I don't ever like being on camera. But. All right. So go check out the TikTok. <laughs> but uh, let's call it for today. So, um, vaya con Dios. It's time to wrap up, but next week is going to be amazing. And if you like the podcast, take a moment to rate and review. And you can do that on iTunes by simply going on the podcast that you're listening to right now. That episode right below that is a 
out of control podcast title. Click on that and then scroll all the way down to the bottom where it'll say, write a review. When you leave a review, we have a special gift we're going to give away each week to one person with the funniest or best review. And once you leave a review, you're in the running for all future week's prizes.